0: Welcome to the Hat Club, where I interview women just like you who are trying to balance their many hats. My name is Jenna Urban, a mom, educator, sports lover, and of course, the ultimate multitasker at times. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today, and I have an amazing interview that I know you'll love. Today we are talking with Melissa Kastner, who is a mom of three, an FDN practitioner, and an entrepreneur. So Melissa talks about her journey of Crohn's disease, being diagnosed as a child, and then educating herself as an adult to follow a gluten-free diet. She also explains to us how she came up with her meatball mix, which is called Melly's Homemade Meatball Mix. And I love the conversation and the ideas behind um, Melissa's mix because she talks a lot about family dinners. And Growing up in an Italian household and what that looked like for her and suffering from um, Crohn's disease, she was unable to eat the same food that everybody else was eating at family dinner. So she saw an opportunity in the market to create a gluten-free meatball mix. And I just think it's amazing how she did not stop. She explains you know, how she had to keep kind of tweaking the recipe and how difficult it was really to get it to market. And I just love her drive and determination, and I know you will, too. So let's jump right in with Melissa Kastner. Um, Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to hear your story.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to share it. It's definitely been a journey. Uh, Needless to say, um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was a teenager, and that was really hard because obviously you're still trying to figure out um the sweets and having a lot of like breads and all and at the time number one nobody knew too much about Mm -hmm. Crohn's disease nor did they even like nor that it was even cool to like be gluten-free right and it wasn't until I got older um that I was still struggling from it you know I was having a lot of bloating a lot of problems with like brain fog and I looked like I was Nine, ten 10 uh, months pregnant. Oh my gosh. I was having a lot of stomach issues and the doctors really didn't know again, how to help me. All they would say is just stay away from some spicy foods because that's obviously what they thought was better to um, treat Crohn's disease and also to take some medication, which nice. I wasn't really fond of because I didn't really want to medicate myself. So I just kind of looked um, deeper and tried to do some research and found Elizabeth Hasselback's book, um, The G-Free Diet. Mm -hmm. And as I started reading that, I realized that a lot of what she was going through was what I I went through. And I don't know if you're familiar with her book at all, but she was on Survivor.
0: Oh, okay. And she oh, I up, remember her. She a, a, yeah. yeah,
1: Okay. and she's on The View, and she and she was saying when she was on Survivor, right. she wasn't able to eat anything really, right? right? So she realized that she was feeling really, really great, and the common denominator was that she eliminated a lot of this, the breads and the gluten from her diet. So she realized that that was something that was really bothering her. And so I just kind of – okay, listen, it sounds familiar – Nothing else is working, like no medication.
0: Pause for a second, because prior to this, like as a kid, did you always have Mm -hmm. like stomach aches and issues like that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. always had stomach issues. And the thing is, I didn't realize that, you know, now I realize that everybody's body's different Mm -hmm. and some react right away. For me, it was just a lot of accumulation. Like when I had an overload is when I really experienced it. And the problem was it wasn't immediate. Mm -hmm because I wasn't able to digest things properly. So after maybe the next day or um, even two days later, I was like, I could sleep for days. I felt like I had mono. I just would sleep and sleep and I could not get up. So it was hard to really figure out what it was because again, it wasn't an immediate response. Like I eat it and then I got sick. Um, It was just when it was going through and digesting and when my body started to Figure out like what the heck is this in your body, right? Um, is when I started realizing that, Yeah. So, when Something's you were a teenager, here, so. like,
0: so you were feeling sick as a kid and on and off and having those issues. And then, when you were a teenager, did you kind of, when you went to the doctor, did they do start running tests to find this out? Um, like, I yeah. would, like the first thing so, that pops into mind is like yeah. a colonoscopy. Is that is that what something that they do to kind of like eliminate things or yeah. or is it the elimination diet?
1: So back then, remember, like I said, they were not into anything with the diet. Like they didn't really understand how gluten, eliminating gluten and grains or whatever can, can help you. Mm-hmm. So I went through a bunch of tests um, and one of them was obviously a colonoscopy. Um, where they saw that my intestines, where they came together, large intestine, and small intestines, um, was inflamed, and that's how they were able to diagnose that. It affects mostly Crohn's disease affects more of your upper okay. um, digestive tract, and but then there were other things like you know the uh, Crohn's and colitis are very similar, like sister diseases, mm. and so it's under the irritable bowel disease. So if it, it can affect really any part of your digestion, any part of your um, small intestines or your large intestines. So, yeah, they saw me through, through the their colonoscopy and told me that, hey, listen, this is really inflamed. There's obviously some blood there, and we need to treat it with medication and stay away from the spleen. Wow. That was the, that was the extent of the diet. So, again, it wasn't until I started reading this book and really, like, kind of uh, – Understanding how it benefited hers when I started just eliminating it myself.
0: Right, but this, this um, is like and, years, though, right? Because think when you're a years. teenager, right? So, yep. so like even going through like pregnancies and in your twenties, like were you still, you know, just kind of trying to avoid certain foods and still having
1: attacks? Yeah. So I it got from so as a teenager into my twenties, I was basically just. Not realizing what to do for it, and I still was eating the foods and still having a sensitivity, so my stomach maybe pain increased, and then where I was just feeling a little foggy, went to days of not being able to uh, wake up from my sleep, yeah. and so it just increased, 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 and that went yeah that went on for years, and then pregnancy, same thing. It was just really hard to like survive in a day. Right. I was going to the doctor, and I would try to get. Some B vitamin shots, like um and they would give me the the B shot, and it I felt like a million dollars. I didn't right. realize what it was to feel normal because to me that was my normal. Right. I felt like that's what you know that was my life, this is how I was going to feel, this is how I was going to go through life. didn't realize that I could change that, in that the first understanding of that was when I got my vitamin B shot mm-hmm. because that just gave me such energy in my body, and I said, I want to feel that again like i don't know what it is to, 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 not feel like that. Right. So, um, so after having my kids is when I really started diving into it because they started having food sensitivities as well, oh, okay. where my son was in um, second grade and he started having heart palpitations and his heart was beating 180 beats a minute and resting. Wow. And that's like really high, especially yeah. for a kid.
0: Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. It was so scary. Um, and he was wearing a heart monitor and the doctors went monitoring him and said that his heart anatomically was okay. So there was nothing wrong with his heart. His heart was strong, but they didn't understand why it was beating out of his chest, why they were seeing on the monitor that it was going crazy. So I just happened to say, Hey, you know what? That's the time I started to really dive into this whole gluten-free diet mm-hmm. and said, Hey, listen, listen. Let, let me just try it. It doesn't hurt, right? Like it's helping me a little bit. Maybe right. this is something that can help you because, again, with him, it, it wasn't a rhyme or reason when it was happening. It was happening during recess. It was happening during his cycle. It was happening during gym time or when he was outside.
0: Right.
1: So um, he couldn't pinpoint as to what it was. And, and the problem it- was is that whatever he was having, whether he was having gluten or not that day, That's triggering, now, triggering it.
0: Is that usually is gluten or? Um- Crohn's usually hereditary.
1: Crohn's can can be um, a lot of it is also stress related. Okay. So they say sometimes you can have you can be susceptible uh, through genetics, but then your environment and stress can trigger a lot of it. Okay. So um, for me, when I eliminate gluten from my diet, it's it's a world of a difference, and in that um, I had to realize that. A lot of Crohn's disease um, or IBD or people that deal with it weren't even getting the right diagnosis because if you don't have, like, you know, if you don't have celiac, then right. they're like, oh, it's just a sensitivity, you'll be fine. Right. But people don't understand, like, the extent of really how it could damage your body and your intestines. Like, if you think of your intestines, and you have you ever heard of the term leaky like, gut?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right, mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. I had no idea. I'm like, what Wait, do you mean my gut's leaking, like what do you mean? But
0: you know what <laughs> I it's funny because like I've been having some health issues, and one of the things that um keeps coming up in my issues are the connection between my teeth and my body, yeah, and one of the things yeah. that you know they, we have been looking at is the leaky gut and how you know like different infections in your mouth could affect your body that way, and you know, just the meridian chart mm-hmm. of which teeth are connected to. Witch and stuff like that so it's it, it's interesting because um, it's, it's something so I'm like cool. I'm like where is this where's yeah. this been my whole life it's like literally like I was dropped in a rabbit hole and I, I'm doing all this research and I'm like wait a minute it's like mind-blowing
1: yeah it's so cool our bodies our bodies are so interesting and so cool because it's all connected um, I also like a like a seesaw, and if one part of the seesaw is affected, then the other one's going to be affected as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is, is that your body can rejuvenate and, and start healing itself again. Um, and that's the exciting part that I've seen in my own life and in my kids' life is mm-hmm. that really being diligent and understanding, because there's so many even seasonings and i mean i had no idea that chicken broth had gluten in it right and not all well, do but the one that i was using had, had uh, gluten i'm like no wonder why i'm feeling sick because i'm thinking it's just white flour i'm thinking it's just breading right. but there's so many other um detailed things so yeah um, it's, it is definitely cool and i'm glad that you're seeing that with leaky gut mm-hmm. i didn't realize though in addition to having that leaky gut was you're not able to um absorb all your nutrients in your body Mm -hmm. so I was not no matter how many vitamins I was seeking or how many no supplements I was taking it wasn't doing anything because I couldn't absorb them properly because my the lining of my intestines was shot right wow
0: so that was pretty interesting that's crazy so making the connection and then kind of implementing these healthy recipes to your family to help heal them as well. So you noticed that your son was, did you notice a difference when he started eating gluten-free?
1: It was night and day. Really? Night and day. Yeah. um, He was now at the point where I, I realized it was a significant difference because he was like turning gray okay. again. He was just, it was just an awful, awful thing to watch him because I felt out of control. Like I didn't know how to help him. Right. Um, so when I started introducing the specific gluten-free diet to him, he wasn't getting his palpitations. He wasn't as tired. He wasn't um, as, I call the brain fog, like he didn't, he was, he had clarity again. Right. Um, and it was just so exciting to see the difference because, again, you feel like helpless, like when your your child is going through that and you don't know how you can help them. Right. So that's when I really started taking this seriously and said there's got to be something more to this. So I, I did some research. Um, I went back to school. And at the time, I was doing hair, nice. um, hair and makeup for special events, and I said, you know, this is something that I want to look at for my family, nice. so I can not help myself, but help my kid, you know, help my kids. So I went back to school to be an um, FDN practitioner, which is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and basically what that does is it looks at the root causes of issues. And with any use, functional testing, mm-hmm. um, and sleep, rest, exercise to try to get your body back into balance. So after I started implementing that in um, into my family,
0: like in your family, how did everybody else like? Were they all eating gluten free with you, or did you have to make other meals for them? I think
1: that's the hard part, especially someone that is changing their diet or trying to go gluten free or grain free, because mm-hmm. the first um, conception is people don't like the way it tastes or don't think that they're going to like the way it tastes. And especially growing up in an Italian household, they're like, there's no way that I'm not eating bread. And there's no way that I'm not eating regular pasta. So I did have to make a couple different meals. And in the beginning, it was just me. And I really think that um, once I started adding Joshua and they started seeing the difference and then Ariella started having issues as well, but hers was different because again, our bodies. Are different, so right. they're going to react differently. Um, she was gluten free for a while, so it was only my husband and my other daughter that was not gluten free.
0: What type of symptoms did was she experience that were different than Joshua's?
1: So Josh affected more of his heart, mm-hmm. the heart palpitations. Um, where Ariella was having more stomach ache, where she was in the bathroom. Um, same thing with being bloated, more similar to what my symptoms were. Okay but in in more of a brain fog where um, I really increased her um, ADHD. Mm -hmm. So that effect that I realized that gluten can also affect that brain barrier. And once I eliminated that from her, it actually helped to calm her stomach. It actually helped to um, get more focus Mm -hmm. um, and more clarity, which is pretty interesting. So again, trying to learn and study it's like okay, so it's not like you can just eliminate it and then one, two, three, four, ABCD is is fixed, right? right? Everyone, since everyone's different, like what 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 else does it affect? Like what other what other things are people dealing with and they don't realize that it's a, a, a food sensitivity that they're dealing with.
0: So I mean that has to be hard though because really it's kind of like you've got to clean out your whole pantry and restock it. Yeah, with all gluten free products.
1: Yeah, and, and especially if you're not you're whole family is not a hundred percent on board. Right. Right. Like and the, or they don't have to be gluten free. It's really hard because you have different types of food. You have your gluten free food and you have other snacks that you're, you know, the rest of the family are having. And it's really hard to not feel overwhelmed and want to just kind of go back to it. Right. Um, and I think the, the, the one thing that I realized is it's so, a for myself that I was, and if I could really just stress this to everyone, that it's okay to take baby steps. Right. And for me, every step forward was a step closer to feeling better. Mm-hmm. And there were times that it was just so overwhelming to me that I did. I went back and I tried spread or I did that right. and I felt awful and I would feel horrible. Like, why did I do that? Right. But it's, it's a learning. It's it's learning. It's, it's okay. It, it is overwhelming. And I think that that's why not only with the training but i also want to help people to prepare foods and understand how to that it's okay and it's an easy way to um to prepare foods and it's an it's a it doesn't have to be so overwhelming right and honestly more that i started doing gluten-free foods and trying to use that and tweak it a little bit um for the family they they a lot of times don't realize that it is even gluten-free because I've learned to um, use the recipes, right, from right. family and, and just kind of tweaking recipes and just tasting it to get as close to possible as the authentic taste. And, and there's a lot of times that they don't realize that it's gluten-free.
0: Right. Well, that's so that's how you came up with the necessary blend, right, by just kind of using your own ingredients, and then that led into the Mellie's homemade meatball mix? Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, it led into Mellie's. Um, what what I wanted to do was to be able to create an, create an atmosphere where people like me um, that are going through food sensitivities don't feel overwhelmed and feel like out of sorts. Um, there's so many times that I would go to say Sunday dinner or go to someone's house and I would feel left out because. Right. I would bring, or it would be annoying. I would have to bring my own food and you mm-hmm. felt like, you know, Oh, you're that girl who's gluten-free. Like, right. Oh, okay, you know, right. you felt like someone who was like an outcast. And I, I didn't want to feel that number one. Um, but I also realized that a lot of people felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to come up with something that tastes delicious, that still can bring them back to Sunday dinner that can make them feel that they're still a part of family traditions And that the family can eat it and not have to make five different meals for five different people.
0: That's what I think. I think that's the hardest part. I I agree. And I think that was probably, that's probably the best part about the product is, you know, like for me, I used it. I made um, meatballs with it. And we recently made Uh um, the meatloaf. And like no one in my family is gluten-free. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I, they loved it. You know, they actually compared it to like my yeah. gra- my grandmother's fried meatballs and, you know, I baked them using the um, Millie's homemade meatball mix. But um, I think that that's something that people really need to listen to and hear is the fact that it's still good food that tastes good. It's not just for people that are gluten, but the more I think right. about it, you know, like for myself. I have eliminated sugar from my diet, and mm-hmm. I still, I mean, this I'm going on, like, almost almost two years that it was then when I decided to eliminate it, and like you said, I didn't realize how many products had had sugar. Like, I was not yeah. looking at the label of ingredients, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is with eliminating sugar, I've also eliminated a lot of gluten. And I feel better. Yeah. So and I feel like I'm I'm less bloated. Like people I'm I started the keto diet and that's how I kind of mm-hmm. you know, shifted my the way that I was eating in my diet, and it's now become a lifestyle for me. But one mm-hmm. of the things like I've eliminated gluten too, but I've always felt and I remember always feeling as a kid, like bloated after eating like pasta and all that. So I think yeah. that like the more I think about it, I do think like, wow, I wonder if I have a gluten sensitivity that I just never knew of because again, it wasn't that popular as a kid, you know? Yeah, I did. I was diagnosed with like irritable bowel. I tried lactate milk. I went through that stage. Um, so it's really like when people say like, why are you still following the keto and, and it's really not following the high fat as much, but it's eliminating Mm -hmm. the grains and a lot of the gluten and, and that's, and I feel good with it. Like I don't, I never feel bloated. Um, so for yeah. me to try to sneak that into my kids diet, because mm-hmm. I see how they respond too. like, maybe it's not full out gluten, but there are other, like you said, different triggers. And I notice, you know, who's a little sluggish and who's, you know, complaining about stomach aches and stuff like that. So that's what I loved about the product that it offered that, you know, that gluten free and the benefit to my kids feeling, feeling pretty good after they ah. ate, they, you know, they were not feeling that bloatedness.
1: Oh, that, that makes me feel so good because especially that they were, they ate it and they felt like it was like grandmas or nuns because I, you know, as, as an Italian, I feel like memories are made around the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. We think about food, lo- food is our love language and we identify with the family and the memories and traditions. And I'm so happy that they were able to uh, connect that and say like, okay, this can be okay. Like it does taste good. In addition to feeling feeling better and i think that's the whole misconception i think that's the one thing that i've i've learned when i've um, spoken to people about gluten-free oh i don't have an issue i don't have this i don't have that. right because again it's not something like an allergy where you take it and you eat it and then you go into anaphylactic right or your mm-hmm. throat's closing that's an immediate response right with gluten sensitivities it's not always an immediate response So I think that a lot of people feel better being off gluten and don't realize that gluten could be potentially damaging their small intestines until they eliminate it. And that's what that non-celiac gluten sensitivity is. And I've had so many friends feel the same way and they've got tested, got colonoscopies and they're like, oh, it's not celiac. Hmm. So I don't have an issue with gluten. And educating them and and telling them, okay, listen, let's do an elimination. Let's start with gluten. Let's try to eliminate that and see because gluten can affect more than your digestion. It can affect your brain. It can affect so many things. And it's just so cool and interesting to see how they've shifted Mm -hmm. um, in their mindset. They shifted in their body. They felt like you said have energy. Or just felt alive again.
0: Right. And
1: not so heavy. The aftermath.
0: Yes. Um, So you came up with this recipe. And so like, I mean, a lot of people come up with recipes and ideas, but you actually put it into action and create it. A product what did that look like like how, how many years does that take like who do you even contact to like you know put yeah. this product in the store <laughs> like how does that work
1: it took a while and it took a lot of frustration which I'm happy for because that kind of catapulted me to learn more and to do more um, I would say so for how many years 10 years I've been doing recipes again it wasn't until recently maybe about the the last two years that as I was starting to cook for people and realize that it's not just the authentic taste that they want it's a quick way of making food right we all want right. in the day and age like we want to make food fast because mm-hmm. we don't have time right I would say I'm a, a a girl that wears many hats I'm a mom I work I have my own business there's blah 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 so many things right. that I want to try to make my uh dinner time um, as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. So I thought meatballs, of course, is the one thing that is not out there on the market. How can I make that simple for other people to have in um, and, and make and, and eat and still taste delicious? Right. So I um, got on this recipe and tweaked it because when you use gluten-free ingredients, um, especially breadcrumbs, they can be a little bit more Drier, right. so you so we had to add a little bit like tweak was add a little bit more liquid to it and i met with a food scientist where we really examined it and said okay how can we make this mix so that way initially everything in this bag can make 18 meatballs perfect every time right and i think the hardest part was you know everyone has Nona's, you know they believe that nana's recipes are their are the best, right? Like my meatballs are the best. My meatballs are the best. (laughs) Some love a lot of garlic. Some don't like garlic at all. So coming up with a recipe that made the meatballs consistent every time, as well as it can be across the board generic for everyone to eat, whether they want more garlic or less garlic in their meatballs. I think that was the hardest, the hardest challenge. And there's a, a a community college by my house that offers, free education for small businesses and I went there and she really was able to direct and guide me she said listen if you want to do this you really have to be committed to it and realize that number one the product may change Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with it because we all like this is going to be great right but if you're you're looking at it not from your heart's perspective you're looking at it from a marketing perspective so you have to see what people are wanting and what people are going to buy so you have to be okay with with tweaking it and switching it if that's the case and that's what i do with the necessary blends i realized that that these mixes are the are the way to go because they're easier for people
0: and it was something that wasn't around so you found a market that was you know in need of something mm -hmm. that you could serve
1: exactly exactly so that's what i did and then um, wound up connecting with a food packaging uh, developer who helped Uh, deliver uh, the packaging and help walk me through it because I didn't know anything. I just knew how to cook. I didn't know how to to get a product on the market. So I just surrounded myself with people who were able to guide me and and, uh, I consulted with them to help get the job done. So that was a a food scientist, a packaging developer, um, small business uh, consulting at the uh, local community college. And then from there, you had to get a logo, you had to get the website, and you had to do everything that you can. Um, And water analysis, because the biggest thing is, hey, listen, this product is on the shelf. How long is it going to last? Is there going to be any molds in it? Because I wanted to use fresh products and not use something that was processed, because a lot of people use, like, processed cheese, and I wanted to use grilled cheese.
0: Right. Oh, my gosh, I love it. So you really not only got the education of – you know, being a small business by going to the local community college, you really got an education and everything from yeah from going th- actually living through the experience to get from I, a product from yeah. your kitchen to the shelves of stores or online exactly orders.
1: exactly. And again, at first it was personal, but mm-hmm. then I realized that the cool thing is that so many other people are searching and thirsty for answers, and if I can help educate people right. um, and help them understand like, you know, what, what do they do and help them become less overwhelmed, especially through cooking. Mm-hmm. Why not?
0: Well, that's what I love about it. Cause it's not just that you created this product and you're like, okay, let's just sell it. But you also have a coaching business around that product as well. Right. You want to tell listeners about yeah. that?
1: Sure. So um, my coaching business is mosacastner.com and I, help people that are not feeling well identify root causes of their health issues. So that could be anything from a food sensitivity. Um, we, you know, test um, bacteria and parasites from infections. So someone that may not be feeling okay and want to try to get off this uh, gluten uh want to want to get gluten free and also maybe have autoimmune diseases and want to go grain free right. I'm able to connect the two and dig deeper so okay you feel good when you're off of this let's see if you have an underlining issue here and if you do then there's certain ways to approach it for your sleep and diet and exercise and so I help help them with the protocol mm-hmm. as well as the diet and sometimes it's important to know like the diagnosis it's important to know where the root of it is because once you start to eliminate certain things and you start to reduce your stress and you start to bring your body back into balance your body can start to heal itself
0: right and i love that and i think that's something that people do not realize and that's something that's even eye-opening now like going through you know, the COVID-19 and people are looking at, you know, what they could be doing to prevent their bodies from even getting infected with the disease. And one of the things that I'm reading a lot about is building up your immune system and kind of learning where those root causes are. And I think too, I like the idea of the coaching because like for me, like I really, like you said earlier about getting overwhelmed. Like, so, I mean, I see the gluten-free section or if I hear if I think one of my kids might benefit from it, I'm like, oh deeper, like where do you even start? Like what what's the most important things to eliminate first and so forth? And I just think that it it does kind of help people like myself or even anybody mm-hmm. that is looking for that coachability, um, to kind of learn more about what they should be doing on a day to day basis rather than just knowing, okay, I know I need to eliminate gluten. But, like, what does that right. look like for my family? Like, how am I going to do that with one child and when I still have right. other kids that are fine with it? So I, th- I think you're on the right track here. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's, it's definitely um, – I wanted to be able to bring my personal life into it because it's one thing to have a passion and go to school for some education and learn about – um, effects on the body and learn about how food can trigger mm-hmm. but it's another thing to live through it right. and I feel like I bring both um, added values to that because I understand from an emotional point uh, standpoint I understand from a physical um, how it affects you and then I also understand the science behind it and how to go through this process without feeling too overwhelmed um and 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 taking baby steps and it's okay to take baby steps let's let's what what are your goals and what what are you trying to accomplish and then from there we help guide you because again any step forward is a step closer to feeling better
0: right and you talk about the baby steps so like somebody that's listening that thinks maybe i have a little gluten sensitivity What are some things that maybe today they could start eliminating or looking at?
1: Sure. I would say the first thing to eliminate is white flour as best as you can. Now, when I say eliminate white flour, theres I mean, right, that that, encompasses so many things. Even if it's just too overwhelming to change a bread because that's something that, like, you invest in there. It's more expensive. Right. Then just focus on – maybe meat and like sweet potatoes or or rice, something that doesn't have bread in it. Um, so you're, not, you're making it for the little family, right? You can make your chicken or your meat with sweet potatoes or even potatoes or rice and vegetables and see how you feel because that's, again, making one meal for everyone and you'll be able to identify and see like, hey, how am I feeling with this? Do I feel better? Um, and I would definitely do it more than a day, I would say at least for a couple of days, if not a week, right. minimum. Because again, if your are if your intestines are so damaged, and you don't know it inside. Um, it's like, it's like your oil, right? Like you don't know that the oil is dirty until the light comes on. Right. You don't know that it's starting to get dirty. And that's kind of what happens in our bodies. We don't know we have a a gluten sensitivity or a grain sensitivity until we start having symptoms. And symptoms are our body's way of saying something's wrong. So by that point, it's kind of at the point where your body's saying, something's wrong, we need to fix it. We need to clean it. Help,
0: yes, help. So I love that idea of eliminating and taking baby steps. Um, So where could people, if they are still looking for – you know, that accountability or more information to kind of take them past those baby steps. What was your website again for your coaching?
1: Yes, it's www.melissa.castner.com.
0: Nice. And for people that are interested in trying Melly's homemade meatball mix, how are they yeah. able to order that?
1: So currently you can go to my website, www.mellys homemade um, You can order and obviously it'll get shipped directly to you and pretty soon, hopefully within the next week or so, it will be available on Amazon as well.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on thank and you. educating us about your gluten-free lifestyle. Cause I kind of feel like a little relief that it maybe it is something that I could tackle or start eliminating with my kids since I've completely eliminated it and see how they make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be definitely keep in touch and let me know how how that works out for you.
0: I will. Thanks again for coming on. How about your um, social media channels that people can follow you on?
1: Sure. Um, My Instagram is Mellie's underscore HMM for homemade meatball mix, and Facebook is Mellie's homemade meatball mix.
0: Thanks so much, Melissa, for everything, and I wish you the best of luck. (laughs) I hope that I see your all your Mellie's mixes um, someday in my natural grocery store
1: yep that is my goal that 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 is definitely something to look forward to
0: (laughs) thanks again thank you thanks for listening to the hat club with jenna urban if you like the show and want to know more information check out jennaurban.net or follow me on your favorite platform at the jenna urban See you next time, and remember, we're all trying to balance the many hats that we wear.